Hey, this is Phil. Today on the Flipside Podcast, we talk about Starbeast, HTO, family discipleship. So listen, learn, and enjoy the conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Flipside Podcast, where we explore the underbelly of Crestview Bible Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the host and producer and joined in studio, as always, by Phil Oksher, the pastor here. And we have Luke as well, who we've referred to as a guest, but with his, his consistent showings. Maybe I'm always he's here. A, maybe he's a I'm classic like a host. <laughs> Can't get rid of me. But we're gathered today on uh, one of the hotter days that we've had in a while, middle of the summer. Praise God. <laughs> I was asking Holy. Luke if this is what it's like overseas and he said yes for two months. So we can be glad that we only get it for a couple weeks and then we get to uh, have a break, a respite from the heat. But we are gathered here today to uh, record a podcast on family discipleship. It's something that's being launched, um, was launched kind of on Sunday during the sermon. And Phil, I'll toss it over to you, just some of the background on this series, maybe even the message on Sunday, what, what you were thinking leading into that. Yeah, so depending on when the episode drops, uh, we're talking about Sunday, August the 20th. Um, I think we're probably going to drop this episode after the second sermon in this series, which will be kind of the how or the hacks and trip, uh, the hacks and tricks of this. Um, I think we stepped into this series... Um, Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of background work that went into this, and since we're exploring the underbelly, I guess we need to think about the background. Right. But it goes mm-hmm. back to we did a Sunday school class on family discipleship. When was that? 2020. Uh, two years ago. It was 2021. 2021. Yep. And it was around the same time of year, yep. right? We, right. It was in the August time frame, and what I think we were convinced of coming out of the pandemic was that, um, like we have work to do and equipping families to do this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we tried to do a short sermon series. We did not do a short sermon series. We did a no. Sunday school class that dug into this. And then I think we've also had, um, did we do a dinner for families on a Sunday night one time and invite older couples in to try to walk with us through that? I seem to remember that. Uh, that, that was probably one of your dreams. No, 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 <laughs> it happened. It did? I remember conversations. Okay. Yeah. So we were around, tables we had pizza and, and older families were sharing with us encouragement and oh okay. uh, yeah i think i might have been gone yeah then. Was it the family so, there was like a family seminar that you had done yeah maybe that yeah, was yeah that Something was like it that. yeah because i was gone Within i was in the last year south asia so i mean that those are some background teaching points where we were trying to get at that and then um really this year became convinced again that um really we're trying to kind of overcorrect an error at least the way i understand it and the air is, I don't have to do this work because it's the church's job. Right. And while I don't disagree that in part it is the church's job, like to, like I think I th- said this in the sermon Sunday that yes, our job as a whole is to know Jesus and make him known. Mm-hmm. So like if you bring your children to church, our hope would be that they know Jesus and are propelled into a life that makes him known. They become mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus. Yeah. We'd want that for students. We'd want that for every adult that comes. But it's the primary place where that begins is not just that church. Mm-hmm. The primary place that I think God's heart would be where it begins would be in the home. Yeah. And so Sunday's sermon kind of unpacked that with um, 
the calling from Psalm 78, that the next generation might know him. So we're passing that on to another generation. And then that generation's passing it on. And the scriptures were written in such a way that like, even a generation that's yet unborn is to pass this on. So yeah. it's kind of like God's heart is God's heart and mind is so much bigger than ours is on this issue that he envisions that being a perpetual reality for, from his people into the lives of others. And so, um, the challenge Sunday, which, um, I've heard lots of encouragement from many of you that, um, that it was encouraging. It was freeing and, uh, just allows you to step out into different ways to try things at home. So I don't know, you guys were in the room, what landed well for you? Well, I think also in terms of history, um, is our thinking through the Jesus project Mm. and, um, the children's ministry team, um, just thinking through what is our role in making disciples of children? Um, what do we do? What kind of programs we set up and, and what is, what is God, what is God's heart in that? How do we set up these programs? And I think that they came out with the conviction saying, it's not necessarily our responsibility. It's the family's responsibility to do that. right? Right. Um, I can make a correlation to, what Paul says to Timothy that if you can't care for your own family, well, <laughs> um, that should first go to the, like to the widows, right? They should yeah. care for their own family. Well, and then the church comes alongside, right? Yeah, right? So in the same way, disciple your family first. If you don't have a family, the church comes alongside and does mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah. Uh, that's how I see it in terms of where, where's the church involvement in the lives of children? Well, it's, it's churches equipping parents to do this work. And so the children's ministry are like, okay, how can we, um, how can we think through that philosophy? How can we think through that strategy of man? How can we just give so many resources and time and energy towards allowing families to do that at home first? Yeah. So do we need to break down some of our paradigm? Um, and then that alluded, that brought out, well, Phil, you need to do this a teaching on this rather than just just tear down programs and expect everybody to know what's going on. Yeah, uh, we need to first lay this out before right. we do that. Because I, I'm, I mean, I hope you understand um, as we explore the underbelly of Crestview that that we're not the aim is not destruction. <laughs> <laughs> the aim is usually uh, more clarity around the word is right. meaning we need to reform and bring our practice into alignment with that. Mm-hmm. So we are a Bible church, not just because we think it's a good idea, but because we want to actually live that thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, we we're not we're not uh, just throwing like empty words out there. We're actually mm-hmm. intending to live as the scriptures are telling us to live. And so, um, I mean, even for leadership in the church, I feel that that what qualifies me to be a pastor here, in part, is have I been able to make disciples of my own family? <laughs> like. Have, Um, Have I taken care of my wife well? mm -hmm. Have I taken care of my children well? So I think that's what's in view in, um, you know, children, um, having children who believe. I don't think it's like that all my children need to profess Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's more like, am I even able to make a disciple of them or am I just a train wreck at home too? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think it's significant. Um, Maybe a a word because somebody might be thinking this because it came to my mind. Uh, James 1, the... Uh, true religion in the sight of God is, you know, caring for orphans as yeah. well. So there are mm-hmm. people that step into our life in the body mm-hmm. that don't have the traditional home structures. Right. We mentioned that Sunday with the, um, with Timothy being equipped for this work from his grandmother and his mother. Mm-hmm. You kind of, we kind of know some of the backstory on Timothy's father. Um, but uh, I mean, just what, 
what sticks out to you just because some people might object well not everybody comes from has a mom and dad at home who could teach them the scriptures and therefore you know this mm-hmm. is you know this is why the church needs to have these big programs yeah so we do have programs it's called you being in your neighborhood <laughs> um, you being a, a good neighbor and loving those those kids right. um, opening your home and allowing them to see your family and to be discipled along with the rest of your family so right so james one is not telling us well true religion is caring for orphans so therefore open up the doors and create bigger programs so that mm-hmm. orphan care can happen no it's inviting us all individually in the same way that we're all called to be involved in helping the next generation to mm-hmm. know him we're all called to help that next generation even of orphans to know right. him. um so i think it yeah it provides a pleasant tension or maybe unpleasant tension on our lives that we um, are drawn into our families more, but also is supposed to be outside the the fathers to the fatherless and mother to the motherless. Yes. And so there's this tension that you can't, you can't fall off either side of the wagon. And I think that's what sits uncomfortably maybe from Sunday is um, growing up hearing so much, you know, how we can communally help one another. Um, I don't think that that one is opposed to the other. I don't think that in any way, Phil, what you said was, all right, these programs are not for you. Like we're going to shut down every program, but we're saying there's a tension there. And sometimes it's too easy to let the church and men in the church minister to your kids rather than, than stepping into that for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that landed on me was just how you kept saying, this is an opportunity. This is a grace that has been given to us. I think that was one of your yeah. points. So this yeah. is not a burden that you're putting on men and women to uh, to love their families. This is you have, um, you have a place of honor in your family that no one else has. I just think even of my own father, and and um, I just wanted to be like him as a kid. Whether he was a good guy or a bad guy, it's like man, he's my dad. Mm-hmm. And if he says yeah. something that's like mediocre, I'm gonna think that's like the most profound thing because it's my dad saying it. And so mm-hmm. there's a special place that dads and moms have in their kids' lives. And that's all you were saying is, yeah. hey, step into that. I think so. And, you know, so yeah, it's not, it's not that like I'm angry and we just don't need to do these programs any longer. It's, have we used all of our ministerial energy? (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the way to put it. You know, have I used all that I can possibly do all my energy as a pastor to just keep building programs Mm -hmm. or am I using it to do what the Bible tells me to do to equip people for the work of ministry? So there's a way I could, structure ministry in a way that is getting in the way of what they need to be doing, like what families need to be doing. Now, I do think that most people would throw their hands up and say, I don't even know where to begin. How do I, how can I do this? Mm -hmm. And that's where I want to step in as a pastor and say, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, I guess you could mess it up, but like (laughs) I I wouldn't say like, Hey, don't worry about getting it right or wrong. Like just step into the space. It's like to your point, Andrew, it's, it's an opportunity. It's a grace that we've been given to, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of freedom to step into this. The scriptures aren't like replete with application. Like it better look like this or else, (laughs) you know, I'm coming down and I will rain down this upon every generation from here on out, you know, or whatever. No, God's like full of mercy and grace and he's just inviting us into this. He's inviting us to try something. And um, so this week when I talk about hacks, I know, or this coming week, I anticipate talking about that. And I think probably some of you are going to be unsatisfied because I'm not giving you technical things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, The the reality is like, there's not really an expert on this work. Mm -hmm. Um, An expert might put something out there like, well, this is how you do it. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's how you do it. <laughs> you know, it might look different 
depending on my home, it might mm-hmm. look different on depending on the week or the day. I mean, there's all the, and so like, I think we, we think about this, like it's gotta be X, Y, and Z have to be in place for this to be a legitimate family discipleship thing. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus, I think what Jesus, what the scriptures are teaching is, nope, um, we're just, we're charting a trajectory. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're instilling love of God in someone and that just looks real different mm-hmm. when we're inviting someone that there's someone worthy of love yeah. that they need to know. Mm-hmm. It's a different approach. Um, and so one of the things we'll talk about Sunday is how we each tend towards more structure or organic. So there's some of us and we wake up and we're just thinking how excited we are to step into a pleated shirt or something <laughs> because we're so structured and it's great. Um, and then there's others of us that are like, Hey, here's a wadded up shirt in the bottom of my closet. I think I'll just throw that one on Luke. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, it's, and it's okay. Like that's part of the kingdom. That's mm-hmm. part of the beauty of God's world. Like that he's not saying, okay, the people who really love me are going to do it this way. You know? So I think, you know, all the questions you might have, well, should we read the Bible? Uh, yeah, probably at some point that's what's going to be involved. Should we pray? Yeah, probably. Like mm-hmm. you usually talk to people you have a relationship with. It's probably going to happen. I mean, so are you going to serve others together? Yeah, right. Serve <laughs> others together. I mean, I mean, all the normal rhythms that we would expect as we're helping someone step into following Jesus. I mean, all the, those are all the things we would expect I, in those. I think those are the, the low hanging fruit of yeah, right. how you apply it as prayer and Bible reading. Like sure. that's all right. So I didn't do that. Well, there's other ways. Like that's why I mentioned the serving together. Yeah. I think yeah, that's so a I'm, beautiful I'm starting way there because I think people will hear me Sunday right. and think, this guy doesn't think we should read the Bible or pray. What's going on? <laughs> and I'm saying that's probably just a given. Yeah, like, right. That ought so. to be just the basic, like, of course, you're going to talk about Jesus. You're going to read the Bible. You're probably going to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of other ways, like along the way is the mm-hmm. point. Right. You know, there's, we, you talked about that in your missions class, about how that's in the view every week along the way. Like there's a, it's in the course of everyday life that we're instilling this in the lives of our kids. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm curious how many people, how many of our listeners recognize that's the heading in the view for the Sunday school summaries and questions yeah. that it's entitled along the way and why it's titled then. Yeah, uh, I know because <laughs> <laughs> you wrote it. <laughs> I'm insider information, but uh, this is the underbelly of Crestview, so we're just happy to disclose that. Like. Uh, Deuteronomy 6 talks about that, you know, as you go along the way, as Mm -hmm. you know, you're walking in this. And so we're just saying like, as you're going along the way, here's what your children are studying in, in Sunday school this week. And so engage them, you know, don't let it just be a Sunday morning only thing. And as the international worker, I point to the great commission that says, as you are going, make disciples. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's the same, same language along the way, as you're going, make disciples. But even in your family, that's yeah. what you're going to be doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have car rides to schools. You're going to have, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I guess we have some listeners whose teenagers demand Starbies. What is that? Starbucks. Starbucks. Oh. So, mommy, go Apparently get me. Apparently, Starbucks is too long a word. Mommy, yeah. go, <laughs> mommy go, go Tom get Haverford? me. Mommy, go get me Starbies. <laughs> and then, um, so you're going to have those conversations as you're driving to Starbucks or HTO or whatever cool thing you're going to third Thursday. And HTO. That's the new uh, iced tea shop on 30th. Oh yeah. You live downtown. Uh, yeah. I don't know anything about 30th. <laughs> we've, we've opened a new iced tea conglomerate. 
in Hutchinson called HTO. Fancy. Mm-hmm. And it is fancy. Oh, they, gosh. they got they got all kinds of stuff happening in there, but that's Sweet. a whole, whole other podcast probably. <laughs> and we have been successfully derailed. Yeah. So you're talking about just rhythms and things yes. like that and, and and what that looks like. And I think that leads us into yes. what we're trying to do on Wednesday nights. Uh, right. You had mentioned this at the closing of your message saying, hey, to show you what this looks like, we're going to have a family dinner together yeah. um, and in the at the church building or in your homes and to kind of model what this looks like, right? right. Um, so just to give you an experience to workshop it almost, to mm-hmm. say, okay, this is what it could look like. And, and in a safe space, maybe with some um, older couples who have been there, done that, and have failed time and time again and can say, hey, uh, and can hold your kids when they're wanting to run off. And um, so that's kind of the vision behind right, right. what you were saying or towards Wednesday nights. couples or even younger couples who... Um, I've had success and, um, you know, Hey, we, we did this, this seemed to work once when our kids were this age or, mm-hmm. um, even younger couples who were saying, you know, like based on that sermon, man, there's something we need to do. We're thinking about trying this and just to find encouragement from the body that you're not alone. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're with you in this. Let us know how it goes next time. We're praying for you. Yeah. Um, you know, can we hold the kids now as we try it right now? You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's the heart behind all this, that it's practice. And we have had a couple of people ask us like, well, I'm thinking this would be a great night for our small groups to get together. Of course it would. Yeah, exactly. So bring your small groups together. And rather than sending all the kids somewhere in a holding tank, bring them to the table <laughs> mm-hmm. and you guys do life on life stuff together and help them mm-hmm. see the rhythms that are going to point to Jesus. So, um, and if that's the case, the conversation yeah. may be different than yes. what? you do on your Sunday night small groups or what mm-hmm. yeah. deep you get because it's catered, it's tailored to um, a specific audience, which is the family from the top to the bottom. And so I think that's what I'm most excited about is yeah. a, uh, is brevity, but also like we get back to what is the most important things in these. That's the hope, the family dinner. Yeah. There's a lot that we, that my wife and I talk about over dinner, mm-hmm. um, but to get down to the simple things is going to be great. Yeah, that's so, Luke's, uh, Luke's rhythm is everybody's got to eat. So let's go eat. Mm-hmm. eat. Let's start. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, as one of the, the newest fathers in <laughs> our congregation, um, what, what kind of weight do you feel um, at this? I, what, I, what I'm sensing maybe is like, man, especially for me as a new dad, I'm like, man, there is just so much pressure on me now. Like, I don't want to screw Sam up. Like, <laughs> like uh, if I don't start this like right now from day one, he's like going to like flee the face. Like, do you have that weight that's on you? And if you don't, um, how do you deal with not having that? Weight? I think what Phil said early on, uh, you can't save your child. So this is really catering to those who maybe already are professing. Um, obviously, we're, we're offering the gospels every Sunday and in, our, in the home. But yeah, Molly Mae has no chance of accepting Jesus without the Holy Spirit's interaction. So mm-hmm. I do not have to carry that weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that confession comes, I can definitely... Um, I'm excited, like like you've been saying. There's the opportunity to to show her, like this is this is why I love Jesus so much, and I want to uh, come alongside you and show you how you can love Him too. Um, and you can do that with unsaved children, I think. But it, obviously, there's a there's a lot more prayer <laughs> probably involved than uh, than teaching at that point. If if they haven't haven't professed Christ, then that's the first step. You can't really can't really do too much without that. So. I've even heard of new dads like trying to 
uh, read the Bible to the kid in the womb and like sing hymns. Mm. And I'm like, oof, that's that's some dedication there. I didn't do that, and I'm like, well, that might be why my kids maybe are messed up today. Yeah, I don't read know. An audio Bible, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can we put headphones on mommy's belly? Right. <laughs> but that's not that's not what we're suggesting. That all right, you you do this, and it, like I think I'm glad you pointed out that this guarantees the salvation of your of your children. Um, there's there's no guarantee. It's scary at at one point because for a guy who wants to have control, like me, mm-hmm. I want to have control over these things. It's scary that I don't have that control, uh, but it's also freeing at the same time that man, I I can't mess this up. <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, I can't mess up God's sovereignty in in this whole deal. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what what's left unsaid. I mean, what what questions do you guys have? What's what would you say is how do you deal with the tension between man there's being involved in church life but then also being a family at home and yeah. i know a lot of people just struggle with that balance yeah um what, what how do you deal with that tension yeah well i probably don't deal with it very well cuz i'm <laughs> i'm paid to be at the church things <laughs> and i feel uh, an unspoken requirement that oh it's a church thing well i better be there yeah um, and that, like I, like I mentioned in the sermon Sunday, it's from the womb. Um, but I, I don't view, yeah, I, I view the, I guess it's, it's really difficult for me because I'm the one often teaching at church too. Mm-hmm. So I can, so would like have, imagine me having a conversation with one of my kids like, so what'd you think about what I said? So <laughs> yeah. <right>? You know, <laughs> like, um, and so sometimes we have those conversations and it's, you know, they don't have a clue of what I talked about and should I be discouraged, encouraged, right? Like, or I'll have a kid like excited that they got all the blanks right on the, on the notes and, you know, or they'll come up to me and say, you said Jesus 145 times, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. You know, stuff like that's that. And true. I'm like, okay, you know, so, God for that. Um, yeah. all those things. But I think balancing all this, it's, it's just remembering that it's about both and not an either or. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, there's things that, that, that the church can um, build into the life of my kids that I can't. Mm-hmm. I think to follow up on your yeah. sermon, your, yeah. your sons have, asked about doing Bible studies or book studies and you, your thought in conversation with me as well, would it be better if a different man stepped in and did yeah, right. Is it better for me, even though I'm the pastor and as yeah. their dad to step into that, what, what have you been your, I guess, conclusions or yeah, ways that you step into conclusions that? Yet. I mean, <laughs> I feel, I feel the need and the heaviness of all that. And, uh, I don't, you know, spirit guide me. Now I think this year, um, I think we've talked about this in other podcasts that, um, I think the Lord's taught me a lot more about prayer this year. So I think my mm. times of prayer for my kids has been mm. um, a lot more, I felt like impactful, like where I maybe um, just understanding a part of what God's heart is for me as I pray for my kids. So I have a different verse that I pray over each of them and, um, you know, just trying to pay attention to their lives and what's going on there. And God, how are you moving me out to act and to live and to pray? But I definitely need to work on the structured part of my family worship where I'm, you know, this is the time where we are going to sit down and do some of the work. Um, And I just, so much of that is my experience growing up that, Mm -hmm. um, well, part of it, it wasn't modeled well for me. It was just a pastor's home where 
everything was church life and that was it. And if you got any questions, well, we were just at church. Why are we talking about this? You know? <laughs> and so I'm trying to feel into all that and see what it looks like. So I'm, I'm very needy, even as I'm preaching this sermon series, like, um, I know I'm supposed to be the pace setter. I'm probably not the best example. Um, setting, setting the thermostat. I'm, I need to be setting the thermostat, but uh, hopefully, yeah, I, hopefully with all that, I think what my, hopefully what my kids see is that Jesus is supreme in my life and mm-hmm. he is the reason I'm making choices I'm making mm-hmm. and choosing to live the way I live and uh, connecting them to that. So, um, well, like for one example would be in Julie's childhood growing up, they didn't have any kind of formal structure yeah. at all. Now her mom every morning would wake up at four thirty in the morning and be in communion with God for an hour and a half before she started her day. And that spoke more volumes to her than any sort of teaching that she could have sat through. It was like, wow, it's kind of what you were saying, Phil, that my mom loves Jesus so much <laughs> that she wants, she wants to spend literally hours with him every day. Yeah. He must be something incredible. Um, so that, that he was setting the thermostat. You know, yeah, for her right. home, even yeah. without saying a word. This right. is a, this is the life example that I want to lead. Now she left thinking, okay, in order to be a good Christian, I have mm. to wake up at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she's processed that, and that's yeah. not what discipleship right. is. But it was you're leaving this legacy of I, you love Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and my kids. I mean, I'm grateful to God that they now all have professed faith in Jesus and been able to baptize them all and. Mm-hmm. Uh, their faith journeys, you know, are all unique. Um, how God worked in those ways, and some it was more dramatic conversions, and others it wasn't. And that's just how God works, mm-hmm. you know. It's so, um, but yeah, I, I do feel the heaviness now with, you know, Andrew being old enough to move out of the house soon, and mm-hmm. or I, I don't know that he's going to, but he'll <laughs> certainly you kicking him out. <laughs> I'm not kicking. Get him out of here. I love my kids, so they're always going to be welcome to be in my home. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, I just all those dilemmas, like what what's the moves, and um, so. But I was part of it too. Is I think we tend to lay on other people the way we were discipled and was helped. So right. I was discipled by somebody handing me books and reading them. So some of you are probably like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." <laughs> That's why Phil's always handing out books <laughs> to us. Um, and so you know, discipleship's more organic than that. It it doesn't happen like. It, it isn't just, oh, that worked for one person, therefore this is the way it happens for everyone now. Um, so I have to remember that too, and I'm trying to be mindful of that. You know, mm-hmm. When kids are asking for a study, are they asking, is that really what they need? What's going on behind this? So, yeah. Well, uh, we talked a lot, and hopefully the uh, sermons along with this is just going to give you something to springboard off into family dinners, into family worship, and ultimately into family legacy, that we're setting a legacy that future generations look back and see how Christ was preeminent in our family's lives. So hopefully this is helpful as we explore the underbelly, and we'll catch you next time on the flip side.